0: Hey, Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape. We're going to be talking all about the brand new Amazing Spider-Man films. Wait, so, wait whoa, 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 whoa. What's
1: going on? It's not amazing.
0: <laughs> we're going to get to that. Okay. Uh, this is Jonathan, and, and as I promised on the regular Geekscape pod, uh, I said we're going to be doing a sit-down with William Bibiani from Crave Online. Hello. Who, Everyone <laughs> calls me Bibs. <laughs> who got his start over here at Geekscape. Thank you very much, good sir. And I love that you still call it home. It's still your home. Is.
1: Do, I, I can always come home, crash on your couch, eat your food, do unspeakable things to your dogs.
0: <laughs> and it's easier to do when Laura's out of town. It's much easier. So, uh, Love you, Laura. <laughs> so this is Geekscape, and we're going to be really getting into depth on this brand new Mark Webb directed Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, Honestly, don't listen to this. Oh, um, yeah, wait, what? What? Don't see it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's not worth. Listen, listen. We're going to be talking about some stuff about the film. We're going to be talking about some of the minutia of this film. That I th- some of it maybe, arguably, they get right. A lot of it, we we're going to argue that they get wrong. A lot of it is a foregone conclusion. It's a Spider-Man story. You know some of the stuff that happens, and you kind of know that at some point the hero probably overcomes all odds and defeats the bad guy.
0: So knowing that all that's headed at you, this is. Me talking to Bibbiani. This is yeah. This is me talking to William Bibbiani of Crave Online. This is this is Geekscape. George and then we Clinton. kick. No, no, we kick somebody into a pit. Like this is Sparta. Uh, yeah, um, but we do
1: it. But we're very dry about it. Like this is Geekscape. Would you mind getting into the pit, please? <laughs> Would you mind? <laughs> so
0: uh, the yeah. amazing Spider-Man happened.
1: Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about the, a little bit of the background of this movie. Okay. Um, now, as we all know, uh, there were. Th- Three other Spider-Man movies directed by Sam Raimi between 2002 and 2007? Sure. Um, around there, if my dates are a little off, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and they were all enormously successful. Even the third one, which a lot of people weren't big fans of when it came out. Some people hated it. Some people just said, well, it wasn't stepping in the wrong direction. I, I never saw it again. I, I saw it again, yeah. and it's... It's got fundamental flaws. It's got fundamental flaws largely as a result of trying to shoehorn Venom into one movie. Right. Venom, and honestly, you know, whether or not Sam Remy likes the character or not, Venom is, A, probably shouldn't be filmed in the first place, B, if you're going to film him, you put him in two different movies because you can't have two, he, he requires at least two acts worth of setup mm. just with the black suit before Venom can even show up in order to tell the story properly, and then he's going to be rushed in the end, it doesn't work. So you either need a, a movie with a cliffhanger or you need to not do Venom at
0: all. Are you reading the, the current Venom no. book?
1: No. I'm not okay. reading. I, I am it's, it's, I'm it's, off it's Marvel actually, and DC altogether okay. right
0: It's now. actually a really good uh I've heard good TV things. Of, yeah. It's just,
1: um, you know, I vote with my money and I disliked, not just like, oh, this comic book has gone in a weird direction and I'm a big fan of it. I'll stop reading it. Uh, I, I've disliked for several years now the direction the entire companies have taken. Right. Uh, and until they do something, like I didn't read Marvel or DC for a while, uh, in like college, and it wasn't until like Identity Crisis when DC started doing something interesting that I came back. So, if if they do something else that seems like a good jumping on point, that seems like a creative direction that I support, I will jump back in. And
0: not just support for movies. You know and that's what mean? Like, like It feels like the Marvel Universe, they're starting to turn the Marvel Universe into something that becomes synonymous with the films. And, well, and, and, and I George, understand George that. Perez at the yeah. Toronto Comic Book Convention, mm-hmm. George Perez was talking about the difficulties he had on this DC 52 reboot of yeah. Superman in that they were trying to turn it into like the Zack Snyder, Christopher Nolan sure. produced uh, Superman like, that's and, coming out next, yeah, next and summer. And that's something and comics have
1: been, have been having a problem he with. He said, I want for, to make forever.
0: comics, not storyboards for films.
1: Yeah. Well, again, and that's something that the... Once comics started breaking out of comics, uh, the relationship between the two got a little incestuous. It got a little muddled. So So like when when, when Lois and Clark got married on their show, they had to get married in the comic books, and it was forced, and it didn't belong there, and they regretted it ever since.
0: So where does that leave Amazing Spider-Man?
1: Well, Amazing Spider-Man, what happened was Sam Raimi, you know, they didn't like the direction he took Spider-Man 3. It had a bit of a critical backlash, even though it was one of the most successful movies of that year. And they decided, okay, well, we're not going to pay the money, the exorbitant amount of money it's going to take to get Kirsten Dunst McGuire back. We're going to reboot the franchise. And they had to do it within a very specific time frame because they need to continue making product with the license of Spider-Man or they lose the license and Marvel gets it and then they just have a license
0: to print money. Well, let's rewind real quick because yeah. they were actually working on a Spider-Man 4.
1: They were. They were, they were working, working on Spider-Man on, 4.
0: I saw Stock, you know Scott stock, like the special effects super on 2 and 3. Well, not personally. Uh, but yeah. well, well, he was at my wedding.
1: Oh, then I probably met yeah, yeah, him, yeah. but okay. he, was, uh, he wasn't introduced to me as this guy who worked on Spider-Man. Oh, fuck! <laughs> he, 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 awesome. won an,
0: he won an Oscar for Spidey too. Well, good for him. And, and one of the one of the sequences I love the most out of Spider-Man Three is uh, the, the like the way that uh, the little pebble into Sandman scene. That whole, oh yeah. that one shot. That's oh, him. it's a gorgeous
1: shot. And so uh, the, the special. Listen, regardless of what you say about Spider-Man Three, the special effects are on.
0: Yeah, and, and so, I, so I so I see Scott in Culver yeah. City, and and I said, well, you know, where are you headed? And he said, I'm headed to makeup and, and wardrobe tests for. Spidey. Yeah. To see if they could figure out something I, he didn't yeah. tell me what, but but I'm guessing it was the Voltress. You know, like <laughs> they like, were they like, were talking like, about doing like, the Voltress. So, so Sony yeah. was Sony was really like, yeah. were, like railroading this this Spider Man four and yeah. and you could kinda of see the writing on the wall and say, so, yeah. listen, like we're not gonna do Spider Man three again because everyone involved admits that they needed mm. more time on that movie. Yeah. But the option is still the option and you gotta mm. make a movie by that option before mm. it expires and then yeah. you end up just having a movie go back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And they had to make this amazing Spider Man movie. Mm. Did they succeed?
1: Uh, They they did not. (laughs) Right. Well, okay, let's clarify. They did succeed in making a film. (laughs) There is definitely a film. It runs at 24 frames per second. You can see it at a theater near you. It's not a very good one, and what you're going to find when you see Amazing Spider-Man, if you decide to see Amazing Spider-Man after we're done with it, uh, you'll find that uh, you're going to, and you even said this online, you're going to have a renewed appreciation for what Sam
0: Raimi did with those movies. I agree. Um, I never lost my appreciation for what Sam did. I never did
1: either, but there's been a bit of a backlash, and there's always been a bit of a backlash against Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3, I'm a defender. It's a bit of a
0: mess. I I honestly haven't seen it since I I saw it I still
1: enjoy the movie. Uh, It is a mess. There's no denying it. But, um, um... but I've heard a lot of backlash from people talking about saying they never liked Spider-Man 1 or 2. And I'm like, well, why the fuck did you see it five
0: times in theaters? Because yeah. I know you did, and then, and then there are the people yeah. who I've been talking to today who are like, honestly, they don't hold up. They, not only do they hold up. They hold up. The tourists do they they hold up Amazing. I, I use them as teaching materials. Yeah. And, and I don't use the action scenes as teaching materials. I use the, the openings as, yeah. as as, as setup on, mm-hmm. um, for instance, uh, Sean Madden, one of our writers, was like, Spider-Man is just delivering pizzas and crying in number two. And I'm like, wait a minute. Even the pizza delivery at the beginning is crucial. It's insanely crucial. You have to have him lose his job at the beginning of the movie. You have to have him absolutely fail at what he's trying to do at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. That entire pizza setup scene... Is crazy how important that is it's, it, to setting the, the, yeah. the tone of that entire oh, yeah. film.
1: It sets up here he is, he's the ultimate underdog. Actually, what, what I like about the Spider-Man movie, especially the first two,
0: yeah.
1: uh, is that they are what I call poor bastard movies. It's about taking a likable character and having the world shit on him, <laughs> and having like for the entire film. Yeah. And then they persevere in the end. Right. It's it, you know, the Evil Dead movies are like that, especially yeah. the second two. Uh, well, after hours ends a bit more darkly, but you see what I'm saying. Uh, and, and different directors have yeah. different durations. What they oh, say, absolutely. like,
0: like, like, I think Joss Whedon says, you put a character up in this tree and you throw rocks at him and wonder how he's going to get out. Exactly. You
1: know? um, um, Sam Raimi just literally defecates on them for the for the entire. <laughs> well, not literally.
0: But, uh, you but, see, but, but what you see how he, his characters, but what he
1: does, and here's and what he does that's so fantastic is that Peter Parker in all the Spider-Man movies, well, less so in the second one. He actually he starts Spider-Man on the top comics. and then dips. And in Spider-Man comics, he starts out as low as you can get. Right. And then he goes somewhere. He goes on a journey. But sometimes he gets lower. And sometimes he gets even lower. Like, well, that's what the pizza delivery. Well, that's what the whole origin story is about. He thinks he's as low as he can possibly get. He's a nerd. He's socially awkward. He's an orphan. He he just he hates himself. He's not cool. And then he gets powers. He just filled with ego and hubris. And then it completely backfires on him. And he's lower than he ever was before. And Mm -hmm. he spends his entire life literally punishing himself for it. For that one moment. Yeah, and 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 that's what makes Spider-Man such a great character, is that he's actually, at his heart, in many ways, not a hero. He's only a hero because he's neurotically fixated on
0: constantly... Protecting other people at his own self detriment. Because he, I mean, the the, the Uncle Ben moment is kind of a, a good moment mm-hmm. in comparing the two. It's the perfect moment. It's the perfect moment two. because yes, because it because the way that it was iterated in the Amazing Spider Man mm-hmm. lacks that hubris. You are not yes. it, it, you are not having Spider Man at the end of a wrestling match where mm-hmm. he's turned himself into a celebrity in his own mind, mm-hmm. where he's made himself feel unstoppable. He's made himself feel above the pettiness of having. He to thinks stop he someone has succeeded problems. in his life. He's absolutely selfish. Yes. And in this one, although he's selfish, there's no hubris. Yeah, he, he's, he's not he's, at a peak. Coming, and he's coming off a down moment. He's already coming off a down moment. He's not at a peak.
1: He needs to be at a peak and then sink way the fuck down. And, what and it this just Spider- felt like it just happened. It, it feels like it just happened with Spider-Man. He, he's in a liquor store. Uh, a guy like, is going to steal from the cash register. Not even anything really violent. He's just kind of just snatching and grabbing. Right. And Peter Parker just lets him do it. Right. And, then, and that's it. And the thing is, that's not that bad. Even That's not even that evil, right. really. And w- w- what's he going to do? That's not a big deal. Here, you know, in the original movie, he was asked to stop him. The guy was in the com- in the middle of committing grand larceny, he- armed grand larceny, I might add. Right. Uh, and so it was a huge defining moment. It would have been a defining moment for him, even if Uncle Ben hadn't died. It just would have gone in a different direction.
0: And, and again, yeah. he is coming off of this whole entire high. sequence. And
1: so when Uncle Ben dies, it means something. Here, it's just a thug that he happened to run into minutes before. Killed his uncle. He doesn't have that sense of responsibility. He didn't have. He didn't even have an opportunity to really stop him. In the first one, all he had to do was trip Joe Chill, yeah. or this, whatever they of the, his name one, was in the movie. In this one, he yeah. ad-
0: in, in the Sam Raimi version, he is standing in the way of the thug. The thug mm-hmm. is coming at him. He has the opportunity. Yeah. He has an opportunity to make that choice. He has, whether or not he he has to the
1: powers. It. He has the opportunity. He has the heads up. He has the plaintive cry for help, even though it is coming from a douchebag.
0: And in this one, he's behind the guy the entire time. The dude yeah. tosses him some milk. Yeah. And then he, I mean, it, it's just out of sequence and it's. As clumsy as the majority of stuff that you see in those first three quarters mm-hmm. of the movie,
1: and what I hear from people is that what they're because li- I've, I've talked to people who liked this movie. We on the Bean yeah. movies podcast, we had a positive
0: yeah. review posted that there I could go. not disagree with before. Uh, uh,
1: on, on the Bean movies podcast uh, this last week, we had Dave White, Alonzo Duralde, and my usual co-host Whitney Seibold, respected film critics all, <laughs> uh, and like some more than others, <laughs> uh, but they all liked it. And I talked to Walton. Walton was at the same screening as mm-hmm. I was when I saw Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, Brian Walton of Geekscape, everybody, uh, <laughs> formerly of Geekscape, I suppose. No artist. Um. Uh, now I've noticed. And he said uh, something to the effect that this is a Spider-Man movie he always wanted to see because... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. D- he said that? Basically, yes. He's out of I'd, his mind. I'm paraphrasing, but yes. Uh, and what he and some other people I've talked to have said that they like the idea that this was dialed way back. You know, it wasn't like... Some people are accused of Spider-Man, the same movie Spider-Man movies of being cartoonish. And to an extent they are. The humor is a little cartoonish. That's fine. Uh, but what I think they're confusing is the broad comedy style, which admittedly backfired a bit in Spider-Man 3... Uh, with pathos right. with good drama with sorry the origin of Spider-Man is nigh Shakespearean drama yeah. it is ridiculous not the loud. dialogue. it's it does, as loud the, as anything else that, it, it, yeah. as the comedy like yeah no it's just you, it is, why do you want
0: to substate Spider-Man
1: movie it's an iconic story it would be like Fucking with Romeo and Juliet. Right. You can get the, you can change the language. Although why they never said "With great power comes great responsibility" in this movie is beyond me. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay, a total, total it's, it's a, it's it's a, it's a line that everyone's familiar with, and yeah, we're kind of waiting for you to say it. If you don't say it, the argument doesn't come across. It is the most succinct, perfect way of conveying that message. And instead, they have this sort of wishy-washy. But you should be doing the right thing. Oh.
0: The way that that no, it needs to be
1: something he can latch onto in his head. Never forget. It needs to be his mantra. It needs to define him.
0: The treatment of that phrase is probably the best uh, metaphor for how muddled this was. Yes, because that phrase is very clear in Mm -hmm. in both the Spider-Man comic and the Sam Raimi versions. With great, with great. Power comes great responsibility, and it's and coming then, from this it's coming movie, from Cliff Robertson, who's yeah. just
1: telling his his son, for all intents and purposes, a story. He's in being this movie, intensely sweet and understanding. In
0: this movie, do you actually remember what Uncle Ben said? In no, that scene? You, it, you, it's not memorable. It's not memorable. It's, it's about not well conveyed. Lines. Yeah. it's not well conveyed, and yeah. that is the first three quarters of this movie, arguably the entirety of this movie. <sighs> mm-hmm. It is muddled. It yeah. is not well conveyed.
1: I had, and yeah. it's not memorable. I had an email, I, I put up my review of this film uh, today, and within like an hour, I already had an email from someone who, who I will not name, they gave me their name, and they, they said... Mr. Uh,
0: Garfield, we're sorry, we, we, thought your, we thought your performance was <laughs> we, great. We, uh, like, a, reader,
1: a reader contacted me directly. You didn't have directly. a whole lot to work with. A reader contacted... And yeah, and actually, you know, I, I want to say, the, the ca- it's not the cast's fault. That's the cast what, is that, mostly fine. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll get into the email, but that's what breaks my heart the most, is that the pieces were there. Mark West The Web, cast talented, is good. Very talented. Cast, talented. Everybody in this involved is ca- talented. Yes, absolutely. But the soup tasted awful.
1: Yeah, you could argue maybe there's too many cooks. You could argue uh, that it's just they got so many details wrong that it fell apart as a whole. Uh, I, I just think, I think, and I want to get back to see yeah, yeah. in a second. Uh, I think that, and I told you this over dinner tonight, um, that they knew they had to do a reboot. At some point they said, well, we're not getting Sam and Toby back. We might as well just do a hard reboot and build this franchise up now that other people have done these other superhero movies and set up future sequels, and we'll sort of plan it out that way. I understand that motivation. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand And it, it did
0: not have to be as hard a reboot. It did not
1: have to be as hard a reboot. It could
0: have been reboot, a Hulk reboot.
1: It could have been a Hulk reboot. would have been fine, regardless. Uh, but what they decided to do, clearly, was we, no one's going to be able to do what Sam Raimi does. There is no other Sam Raimi right now. Right. Uh, so we need to take away the Sam Raimi stuff in order to forge a new identity for ourselves and go in a different direction. But in t- I think what they did was they took away things that they thought were things that Sam Raimi contributed that were, in fact, at the heart of the character. Right. That were the things that made Sam Raimi as flawed, and I'm sorry, with the exception of two, and even two as nitpicks, uh, flawed movies. Right. Wonderful though they are. Uh, that
0: yeah, we're not he, he, saying he made, Sam Raimi movies are perfect.
1: They're not perfect. Two comes close. Yeah. But I th- there are flaws with two, but it's all nitpicky stuff, like the, the villain plot was kind of stupid, but whatever. And the, the Christ, you know. Yeah, there's, is, there's some yeah. dumb stuff, but it's, it's all min- little stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, what made him the perfect director for it Was first off, fantastic sense of visualization. He knew how to tell web swinging and the sort of unique elements of it perfectly. And there's some of it in
0: here. There's
1: there's some good action sequences in this. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, But he also understood the abused
0: underdog, Mm -hmm.
1: and he understands that character better than anyone else. I mean, you look look at a simple plan. A simple plan is one of is a fantastic. When we were at ZombieCon,
0: yeah. But Bruce Campbell was showing some of the shorts that they made before Evil Dead. and, and it was like the blind waiter and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, same, stuff. yeah. same stuff. All same stuff. It's three his stooges preoccupation. Like, all three stooges like kicking the pants. It's
1: and, and again, three stooges are those same characters. They're yeah. well-meaning, they have a goal, they're a little inept perhaps, but the world shits on them right. and they just sort of make do with what they got. Um, so in taking that away, something that is intrinsically linked to Sam Raimi's work, uh, they, they took away Spider-Man. Right. And this became a very generic superhero movie. This could have been any... Superhero. This, you could have changed the costume and. You, this could have been kick ass. It's could have been kick ass. This could have been any made up superhero. This could have been Meteor Man, for fuck's sake. The, the, the truth um, is,
0: guys, Spider Man is a nerd. He Spider-Man is a nerd. is shit upon. You can't take that away from him yes. and just make him a loner, because a nerd and a loner are not the same thing. Yeah. We ran. Uh, James and, Dean's
1: a loner. Yes. We ran an interview at Crave Online. I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote it, but it was right. with Avi Arad and Matt Tolmac. And what I believe it was Matt I saw Tolmak.
0: pieces of that on Superhero Hype.
1: Really? Yeah. Good times. Uh, well, uh, they're, they're... It's us, another crape uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, But uh, what I believe Matt Tolmach said was they had seen the social network and they had seen that this is kind of what nerds are right now. They're just kind of really capable and strong personalities and we wanted to move away from that and have them be this sort of brooding hero type. And what I'm thinking is, so Twilight... Is what you're going at. It's sort of this and generic some very outsider. Isms in here. The romance is very twilight. They're the together because they should be. It is not a particularly good romance. He doesn't have to fight for the romance, you might notice that. Yeah, he doesn't have on, to fight for the romance. Early which on, I think
0: takes all the tension out yeah, of it.
1: It's like it's like, you know, Peter Parker in the Sam Raimi movies, um, and, and even in the original uh, comics. He had crushes on people, but he felt like he wasn't good enough for them. He felt like they'd never talked to him because of his personality or his flaws or his, the trauma that made him feel like he was unworthy of having a human life, a normal it's a person. That's a really life. great point. It's a fantastic drama, and it sets up this huge underdog story. So when he finally gets the girl, I, don't, I there are very few movies I've ever cheered at as much as when Peter Parker gets the girl at the end of Spider-Man 2. Right. Because it's earned. He earned it. He succeeded, yeah. and he, he overcame his own flaws. He found someone who was willing to not let him shit on himself all the time. Right. It was actually a beautiful moment. He, and He then the, outlasted Harry. The, and then that perfect moment afterwards when she says, go get him, tiger, and he swings away, and it's this heroic moment, and then what's the last shot in the movie?
0: Her looking a little worried, and she. But he earned all of it. He earned all of and it, and the here, audience feels that sense of relief because he. You, we saw him work his yeah, ass off. Here,
1: he 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 knows Gwen Stacy from school. He's got a bit of a crush on her, perhaps, but it's not the sort of aching schoolboy crush, which is you know it's a little naive but he's in, in, he's a teenager and that's what love is when you're com- a teenager and he feels confident he feels fairly confident like she tries to talk and to him she and likes he shoots him off the she bat She clearly likes him off the bat he doesn't like the very first interaction they have he's not so much awkward as he's a little embarrassed about a recent incident and then right after that like the first like real conversation they have after that he successfully asks her out this is not a social outcast this is a guy who isn't popular for some reason. That's like the only yeah. thing you can say and it, about And him. it seems like it's more of his choice than anything. Yeah. And what I'm... What I'm getting back to the email real fast. What this person told me... What this person told me was uh, that something about like... Uh, this isn't a hate mail, but you have clearly never read a Spider-Man comic in your life. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, you could not be further off base with this with this movie. And what they defended was the idea that it was, it was sort of like trying to build a franchise, trying to tell a serialized narrative. And I don't think I ever actually complained about that. I think the most I said was they tried so hard to build a serialized narrative that they didn't really wrap up one film very well. Yeah. And it's my problem with what comic books have started doing ever since Brian Michael Bendis became popular is... We build over so much time that the individual chunks, which is how we buy them or how we're supposed to buy them anyway, if we want to perpetuate the medium, uh, they don't read
0: no, no, very you're, well. You're stuck in a second r- act. It's very very frustrating. Yeah.
1: When, and some people are. And you know, there's, it's, there's an argument to be said that uh, practically any superhero story that goes on yeah, for an definitely not always second second act. Stuck in second act. Yeah. The the origin is over within a couple of issues, and then it's second act until the what if story well, in well, which they die. This origin
0: needed to be over within the credits. This origin because well, we know it. We do, and we weren't going to learn any. Did we learn any additional lessons no. in having the origin retold? We, we learned absolutely nothing, and
1: there's something. If uh, anything, we learned less. If anything, we learned less because what happened was they they created questions
0: that they weren't interested in answering. You know, the idea of what well, happened to
1: Peter Parker's parents.
0: Well, they pulled that because the testing yeah. was so bad. They were going to have they they had sequen- oh yeah? they had sequences in the movie yeah where it was revealed that Peter that Peter's father had tampered with him, and that's what makes him the only person that could be susceptible to that. Okay, spider that's bite. retarded. That's why they pulled it. Okay, here and let me at tell least, you. At uh, least then, yeah, they would have justified retelling the origin story. But
1: but it's a bad. But, it, it, but it, it's it, but it's the antithesis it of Spider Man. But it was bad. The idea of Spider Man. That's why I call this the web of
0: Spider Man because it feels yeah. like an ancillary title yeah. that like some somebody offshot. This this and, this and, feels yeah.
1: like John burns untold tales of Spider Man. <laughs> it's like this. We, we tried it. The, it was a terrible idea. Su- let's not do everything it. Everything but
0: the Superman mullet.
1: Everything. Let's let's just never do it again. Where was I going? this? But no. See, here's the thing. The fundamental premise behind Spider Man really ...beyond the tragic origin because they didn't necessarily plan to make him a serialized character to begin with. It's just it it worked in one. But once the character began, the idea was Spider-Man is a guy who didn't have a destiny. Spider-Man was a guy who happened to get powers just like you or me. If you and I just suddenly got powers, here's what we'd be. We didn't have the most pure heart in the world... Uh, we didn't necessarily have the most developed sense of right and wrong. In life, we didn't have flaws. Stop. Life doesn't stop in around. Life you. didn't it is a, stop. He is a normal guy who, hap- fate, just something fucking happens and he has to deal with it. When, and when, that's when, what made him a when great character. See,
0: when we see Sam Raimi's Peter, yes. he's in the midst of life. He has yes. friends. Yes. He has. He has school. Yes. He has things going on. In exactly. this one, he has. There's nothing. There's no supporting there are no cast. There no friends. He's, he does not have a job at the Daily Bugle. Yes, he, which, which Peter which, did which, in the first, which, one. or he thing, was trying to get in the first. one. And the thing one. is, and can, he had can, nothing going on. You this can world mess feels with so the details small. of that. It
1: feels really anticlimactic. Everything revolves around three locations:
0: Oscorp, a house, and high school.
1: Yeah, every single thing in this movie. The idea was to try to kind of connect everything together so that it felt a little bit more planned from the beginning. Because or yes.
0: personal. Fair enough, but I think... This is I think, a more personal romantic... No, I think, no, I think what they're
1: doing here is they're going the Batman Begins approach, which is let's take all the details which, let's be honest, accumulated over decades and make them feel like they were planned from the beginning. And that can work. And I think the fundamental idea of, okay, look, um, dad worked at Oscorp. That gives us a reason to get into a science lab. These are not the most horrible ideas in the world. Sure, uh, sure. But, but when you make everything revolve around Oscorp, this becomes fated to be. This becomes this kid's destiny, and that thing that they cut out. Assuming that's accurate, I don't not that I don't believe you. I just haven't heard, I just haven't done mm-hmm. the research. Um, assuming that like they did that incredible like Angley's Hulk bullshit, where they made the dad experiment on the son, that makes him destined. It, that makes yeah. him destined to do this. Is the same reason why I hated feel like Angley's Hulk. This 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 is the same reason why I hated like hated what J. Michael Straczynski did to Spider-Man with that whole, what was it, the order? It was, no, no, the, no, no. The other. It, it
0: was the other. The other. The yeah, idea was the that and he... and some of that? Yeah, and the yeah. idea was he's that a totem?
1: He's, he's a, he was destined to be the, the sort of avatar of the spider god. As soon as there's a Which destiny involved... Which doesn't shit. Like, as soon as soon
0: as, as, it, what's that? What, what does that mean?
1: It means nothing, and they dropped it immediately. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you're destined to become something, you like cease the to be an everyman. <laughs> you cease to be an everyman once right. you have a destiny.
0: Yeah, and in, in Spider-Man has to be an everyman. man. He does. It's fundamental to
1: the character. Even if he's not a nerd, which he should be, he needs to be an everyman. He needs to have the problems that everyone in the audience experiences. This Peter Parker doesn't have that. He has problems that only happen to people in John Grisham movies. My parents disappeared. (laughs) My parents disappeared. There's a mysterious corporation... These are the, Gene, these have, ha- Gene Hackman's chasing me. This is this is this is the setup to a to a very standard suspense thriller. If you took out the superhero element, this is just another corporate espionage type. Yeah, this movie is the made. Pelican this, fucking brief. This, yeah, this, <laughs> that's what this could have been, very 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 easily, and it's just not Spider Man. We are only talking about uh, kind of the big
0: fundamental problems of, the of Amazing Spider-Man. These things that... And it from, has very t- f- mac- micro... It mechanical has, micro, problems, it has yeah. mechanical
1: problems that add up or on their own are fundamentally flawed. Uh, but these are just... This is just like... This shouldn't have made it out of the development process, the problems that we're talking about right now. These are the ideas that probably sounded pretty good on paper to people who...
0: Just wanted to make it other than St. Just Sam wanted to make it movies.
1: other than St. and people who are focused on structure. I understand that I'm focused on structure, but they can't be devoid of a personality, and this movie doesn't have a personality of its own. Look, that's the real danger of it. And that's why I thought Mark Webb was a great choice for director originally, was because 500 Days of Summer has a personality. It has a great personality, and it presented a fantastic understanding of how young people, or at least people in our generation, uh, sort of approach. Romance in everyday life With a combination of Healthy Superman. skepticism Deep cynicism And deep optimism And that's something That I thought would be Fantastically conveyed In a Spider-Man but film this,
0: but, but, the, but, the, but any of that personality Is squandered On the structure Of this movie Being yes. really 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 bad I mean Yeah just, let, 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 Here's an experiment I did today okay. When I was talking To my writer Scott Almaniano. Mm-hmm. I think that's how You say his name uh, when you, I believe you He was talking about How he enjoyed Those Gwen and peter scenes and i said okay mm-hmm. what changed in each of them yes nothing yeah there's w- there's one scene in which gwen realizes and learns mm-hmm. that he's spider-man because he lets yes. her know but he just tells he just he just, tells he, he just zips yeah it's w- do you compare re- that you, to- do you remember anything else that happened in any of those other scenes why weren't they combined there are scenes at the house that could have been combined. Yes. There are scenes at Oscorp that could have been combined. Yes. There are scenes that could have been combined in this movie that could have earned us the real estate time-wise mm-hmm. where you can introduce a bigger cast of characters. Yes, a absolutely. A Harry, a J. A Jane. This Jamison. movie really sacrifices from not tiny. having
1: a peer that Peter can talk to and keep secrets from and feel like he's the only person going through his own problems. Harry Osborne, I think... We, maybe we didn't necessarily need Harry Osborn, but we right. needed someone like Harry Osborn. I like some of the reinterpretations of Spider-Man, like... Um, uh, Skate-
0: like the, skateboarding. The, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, we I like some him. of the... I like. like uh, the, I, this, I haven't
1: seen the new Spider-Man um, cartoon series. It's but, okay. the, but the most recent one before yeah. that, Spectacular Spider-Man, I thought was really excellent. Yeah. And it gave him a supporting cast of several characters to talk to and interact with and give him different experiences to play off of as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man to sort of show... His personality and how he is changing and how he responds to situations differently depending on the persona that he puts on. Yeah. Uh, this when, you movie does, him when you make them a loner by choice, him, yes. you lose all of that. You lose all of that. And again, it feels really insular. And when it feels really insular, it doesn't really feel like it matters. Of course,
0: like Spider Man. Because everything, yes. everything has to matter.
1: Spider Man. Spider Man, if you look at the original Comics I Man, like, even the new ones, it's a soap opera. There's it, it, it interoffice office politics There's constant you know, Romances People falling into comas And shit It was a it soap is, opera It is a soap opera And I love soap operas And I honestly think uh, That the Everyone says comics well, Comic books are just Storyboards for movies But no Comic books are soap operas They go on that long they, recall, they encounter all the Exact same narrative problems Of going on for decades And having trouble Repeating themselves Or going, falling into gimmicks To try to make themselves Feel fresh again And reestablishing casts All the same problems But all the same Positive qualities as well, which is you get to really get to know a large group of characters, you get to see a situation from a whole bunch of different viewpoints, and you really get to fall in love with the world of the story as much as a protagonist. You know, Twilight. Twilight is very insular as well. Twilight's just about Bella and the people who come into her sphere of influence we really don't get very far into them very much. Right. Spider Man had a large group of characters with unique points of view, with unique experiences, and we've lost all of them, and we are stuck with. A Peter Parker, who is not Peter Parker, and a Gwen Stacy, who isn't really that... I guess she's Gwen Stacy, but who is she? What does she want? What does Gwen Stacy want? I ask you, I I beg you, what does Gwen Stacy want?
0: I kept thinking about that scene in the backyards in the first Spider-Man. Yes. Where very plainly, Mary Jane says, I'm going to be an actress. And it's you, a you, dream. And you, and you hear her father yelling at her. Yeah. And you get her world. So
1: much is conveyed in that one think scene. Think about the economy.
0: Scott, when we yes. have our argument, think about the economy of that scene and how you know what her yeah. home life is like and where she wants to go. It is the yeah. same as that scene that is the most crucial scene in the original Star Wars trilogy where Luke is looking at it, those two moons wanting to be yes. anywhere but his aunt and uncle's home. We that need is a to know. very important scene there's none Where do of they that come here. from?
1: Where are they going? And this is the fundamental problem with Amazing Spider-Man: is where does Peter, Par- Peter Parker come from? Where does he end up? Basically, the same place, except a couple of people are dead. That's it. <laughs> that, and even their deaths don't matter to him. There is a thing at the end of Spider-Man. Should we, can we give away this thing at the end?
0: Well, of- well, yeah. Well, yeah. We can give away everything because we gave okay. you guys a giant fucking. Okay. Uh, this is this is the one scene that that I love. Th- well, let me tell you about the scene that I loved in this movie. Okay. And it made me sad that it was in this movie. Okay. The death of Captain Stacy. Yes, which I, we knew was coming. We, we knew it was coming, especially when he goes up in an elevator mm-hmm. by himself without police backup. Which sounds—he's a terrible cop. He's a terrible fucking cop. <laughs> I'm like, really? But he's, why are you up on that roof but by yourself? I liked
1: his character because he's a character with a very clear stated point of view that he pushes for, and I and I like there's a there's a great scene. There's actually a great scene. And Uncle where, Ben was as well. Uncle Ben was pretty solid and as well. Aunt
0: May was. Nothing. Nothing. You, that you notice that sisters. after
1: Uncle Ben died, Peter does nothing with her. Right. She is home, well, I was, alone. I was her husband has
0: died. I was convinced she died, too, and she was just a ghost that couldn't <laughs> leave the house. She was a ghost that couldn't leave the house because no, no. she was pointless.
1: Here's the thing. He, he keeps coming back, and she's worried about him, and she's lonely. She clearly has no friends. <laughs> he her husband a of decades has died has been murdered and Peter, and Peter care
0: doesn't care. So he, he so does not learned. That is a horrible he, thing for That is any. a really bad choice. Yeah. He needed to learn from Uncle Ben's death and you don't she see matter. it.
1: And that's another thing that really came across in the Spider-Mans how important Aunt May was you to him. You people
0: who are talking about how much you love Spider-Man and you like this movie understand that we are pointing out things that are clearly spider man Qualities yes. that are completely missing from this film, yeah. and it's why this movie doesn't work. But there, the, you yes. guys who like Spider-Man, I'm guessing that you prefer the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man to the <laughs> original fucking yeah. Stan Lee Steve Ditko because sure. this isn't Spider-Man. Well, I even, love that scene. I,
1: there are other good Spider-Man runs as well that, that also this is Web of Spider-Man. Thing. Fair enough. This is um, some
0: guy who's coming up in the comic book ranks who's mm-hmm. like, I think I'll take a gander at this, and he ends up making Spider-Man rain.
1: Fair enough. So, so, but there is a good scene. There's, a, Well, there's a couple of good scenes here or there. It's not, it's the not a last complete wash. The last fight
0: with the well, lizard the last, is
1: great. The last fight with the lizard is pretty solid, but here's what I want to talk about. And
0: that, 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 that Captain Stacy scene. That
1: Captain Stacy... The end his, there's another good Captain Stacy scene early on, which I rather like, which is Peter Parker finds out that Kirk Connors is the lizard, and what does he do? He goes to the cops. He's smart for once. He's, yeah. he's smart. He's reasonable. He goes to someone he has a personal connection with. He goes to Captain Stacy. And yeah, he probably should have muted the truth a bit and meant not... like. Dr. Connors has been working on some kind of a biological agent. He's gone completely right. insane and he's going to release it to the public. Yeah. That's all he had he, to say. He came
0: out of like a lost character. That's all he had
1: to say. <laughs> and instead he talks about him turning into a lizard and he gets thrown out. He's but, a dinosaur. But here's the thing. After B- Captain Stacy kicks him out for and makes way too many jokes about saving Tokyo. Like it's a really awkward joke. It's not a funny joke the it's, first time and they it, make it twice. It's really weird. But what does he do? He says, can we look into this Dr. Connors guy? Because he knows that Peter Parker isn't stupid. Right. He knows that he's, he's had a conversation with him. He respects his him. daughter that much. He, he respects his daughter that much. And also he had a conversation with a kid where he defended Spider-Man. But he had a point of view and his point of view was altruistic. Yeah. So he knows that this kid isn't just a horrible troublemaker he might be nuts maybe he's on drugs or something but what on the off chance that he's onto something let's look into it
0: yeah so he's a i good respected cub, that then. he's a good cop then i
1: liked <laughs> so i liked the character and his death mattered and on his yes. death well not bed on his death rooftop um <laughs> he 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 says peter he tells peter parker promise you're gonna, me. you're gonna make a lot of enemies doing this promise me you're gonna you'll, you are going you will not go near gwen yeah, She's all i have in you, the you world yeah, don't you, endanger you'll, her. You'll, you'll endanger her and he promises, and then there's like, and he doesn't show up for his funeral, even though Gwen Stacy was clearly his in, girlfriend. By that, and
0: Gwen Stacy admits that she knows that's what's going on when she, she comes to his death. Yeah, she's and like, and they, goes, my he, dad said he, something he made to you, promise, didn't he? Yeah. In, 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 there's not a nod, yeah. but there's an understanding. There's
1: an understanding, and it's tragic. And it's also very dramatic, and there. And yet, it goes on for like two more scenes. And in the very, like the last line of dialogue before, there's like an Easter egg in the credits. But the last line of dialogue in the movie proper is something to the effect of: "Where
0: Peter comes late to class." Yes, he says, "I'm sorry, it won't happen." And she's like, "Don't make promises. The teacher says, "Don't don't make make promises promises you you can't can't keep." keep." And as he's sitting behind Gwen Stacy, he says but those are the best kind. And Gwen Stacy smiles yeah. as if alluding that Peter and her are going to break her own deceased father's, father's promise dying and she wish. likes it. And that this is, is so something...
1: fucking despicable. Okay, I can understand. Okay, You're I'm a, a bad with... kid. I'm not worried about her. I'm not worried about Because you know what? She, this is the sort of thing that she probably feel, wishes her father hadn't asked. From her perspective, even though it's his dying wish, she feels that like he was being overprotective in that moment and probably wishes that whatever. Fine. Peter Parker would not break that promise. He
0: wouldn't. Peter Parker doesn't do that. You Peter guys Parker were, you guys who are holds Man that shit fan? sacred. You guys who are Spider-Man fans, would you really ever respect that character in the comic books if he broke promises to people who had died when he failed them? And you know what? Not would, in a million years. And I you would you see it happen it. at the end of this movie, and you still like this movie? I
1: it's, would buy it, 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 it. It's a mistake.
0: Yeah. This movie's bad.
1: I would buy it maybe <laughs> if they'd saved it for the end of a sequel. When it's like, it's been like, it's been like a year. Or it's already, been a long time. Or they've, and they've, had, they've, to break, this, they've had to break their they've promise. Had, they've had to break their promise for whatever reason. It's been so much sexual tension this entire time. <laughs> they've been trying not to, trying not to. They, they do it right then and then just before she gets oh. killed by Green Goblin. So that you raise the stakes and then you kill someone. Right. That's what this movie fails at It never raises anything. It just lowers it more. And even, so even like after the death of, of... Okay, another great comparison. Yeah. Another fantastic comparison between Amazing Spider-Man and Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man. Uh, in Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man, uh, Uncle Ben is shot and killed. And it's terrible. It's a horrible, yes. heartbreaking moment. And it plays out in very much the same way. Did it's you on cry? the street. Did the first time you saw it, did you cried. Oh, fuck yes.
0: <laughs> okay, And the go? second,
1: third, and fourth time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's horrible and it's heartbreaking. And it takes place on the street, just the same thing. Right. And what does Peter Parker do in the Sam Raimi one? He immediately like, clenches his fist... Get, throws on his costume, he hears the cops going, so he knows the direction the guy's going in, and he goes on his first web-swinging ever, right. All right. which is fraught with danger. He's not very good at it. That's another thing. But Peter Parker intent. is instantly good in, at web-swinging. Uh, yeah, no, a, no, no. He had to
0: skateboard a, first. In, anyway. this, in this one, he had to skateboard to learn how to web-swing. Okay, real quick
1: digression. Real quick digression. Look at the original Sam Raimi. Uh, the first time he web-swings, it's really awkward, and at the end, and he gradually gets better with it over time, and the last shot of the film is him as Spider-Man Confident his life is fucked, but he's become an adult and he's become mature. (laughs) And the web swinging is a metaphor for that. He's killed his best friend's friend father, but (laughs) we're good. Yeah, and that's another one where he has a dying wish that he keeps. Yeah, he keeps it. He keeps it in the old ones. Uh but where was I going with this? So so in the so in the original Sam Raimi, he goes off, he goes off on a mad dash for revenge. Right. all right He encounters him, he realizes what he has done. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. The guy dies, and it's an accident, but it's that probably accident. makes it worse. Right. And what he but realizes is, resolved
0: not to commit he realizes revenge. that he
1: had to blame himself. Right. And what he, and that's the only thing he does. No matter what happens, he blames himself. A yeah. madman kills not someone. Fault. It is not the madman's fault. It is my fault for not I stopping it. it yeah. And that's what makes him such an interesting character. This is one of the reasons why I love Spider-Man. This is my, Spider-Man is my favorite. Sp- fictional character of the last century, ever. I would
0: say. I'll, I'm going to say ever. Quite possibly Were, ever. You, what was the first century like, the one before it?
1: The last... Well,
0: we had Dickens <laughs> for fuck's sake. Yeah, we had, Dickens, thing, we had the century with Mary before. Shelley. We, okay, had, we you know. had good stuff. Regardless, Spider-Man <laughs> is... Spider-Man is, is my favorite ca- fictitious character ever. And, and he's certainly, he, he's, he's he's certainly my favorite fictitious
1: anymore. hero. Right. And what makes him a great hero is that he is... Not even flawed. He is a wreck of a human being. Mm-hmm. He happens to do great things, but he does great things as out a of week. psychological frailty. Right. He's the only character in fiction that I've encountered outside of maybe a Woody Allen movie who's as neurotic as I am. So, but in this movie, in this movie, what happens? He sees the, the Uncle Ben is dead. Cut to a scene later. The, the guy's only just down the street. Yeah. Okay, the all right. Is, we're going to cut the guy, to a scene later. The guy's down the yeah. fucking street. So instead, he he pursues. Every mugger who vaguely looks like yeah, the guy.
0: Yeah, he, he actually ends up beating up half of Nickelback in the, in, the, in the process. <laughs> very apt. That's very apt. He ends up beating up half of Nickelback in the process. That's not bad at all. That's not bad and, and, at all. And all of a sudden, and here's yeah. the thing, the, the credits come, he never caught the guy. hmm he never This
1: isn't Batman. The, guy. the point isn't that it's an unresolved vengeance issue. It's not, the an, point un, it's isn't not a that faceless he crime. He can't keep blaming this guy. He can't keep going after vengeance for this one guy. The origin ends when he realizes his own culpability. The only time he fully acknowledges his own culpability in this movie is when the lizard starts attacking people and he's the one who brought his father's equation to the lizard taking credit for it i might add yeah. so peter parker is also a plagiarist uh <laughs> which what yeah you're right he he what the hell is that <laughs> he's um, a dick <laughs> he's a total dick so he blames so, himself for the lizard but he doesn't blame himself for the death of his uncle ben the death of uncle ben is forgotten he doesn't even think about it or bring it up you notice know, that so when he talks to Gwen stacy and he tells him oh i'm spider-man isn't it cool also, I got my uncle killed. Never
0: says that. Yeah, he never says it's that. It's
1: forgotten to him. he does doesn't—he doesn't—he
0: doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't mm-hmm. uh, resign himself to having yeah. to tell Gwen. He tells—he—he—he he, yeah. he grabs her ass. You sorry. You know what? He you grabs know, her ass. He does grab know? her
1: ass. It's again. This
0: is obscene, this obscene is confidence. This it, is twice. This is obscene confidence, this is which Twilight is not, not becoming Peter
1: part. Fair enough. Um... If I, I wish it had been 500 Days of Spider-Man because that would have been a good movie. This, this just gets worse the more we talk about it. it the more you think... Here's the thing I want to say with this movie. I want to say it very clearly right now. This is not the worst movie of the year. This is not the worst super movie, superhero movie I have ever seen. But God damn, it hurts us. It hurts us because <laughs> it had all the ingredients and it just switched talented them
0: out director, randomly. Talented director. Well, talented writer. The, the ta- great talented, source talented material talented of one of the most creators.
1: fundamentally dramatic superhero origins in history. Great actors. The
0: cast was spot on. The cast they was were
1: pretty fucking good.
0: i had to admit. had to follow this maniac's maze of a fucking script. Yeah. Yeah, it's fundamentally talented writers. Like
1: three talent well, I haven't this is the only thing I've ever seen from James Vanderbilt, but Alvin Sargent and Steve Clovis both worked on this movie and they've both done brilliant Alvin Sargent, he did the sting, didn't he? He did the fucking sting. Steve Clovis, Wonder Boys. Yeah. Good fucking God, those are good scripts. It's ridiculous. It's fundamentally ridiculous how good those scripts are. And what they're working with is a framework. That changes things because it seemed like the thing to do to differentiate the film, even though they are the fundamental building blocks of the character. Which Sam Raimi, guys, he nailed it. He did nail it. I feel like, I feel like this is the danger, though. I feel like we're compar- it's so hard not to compare Amazing Spider-Man to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies because, they're, A, they're so fresh in their heads. And what other framework and, do you have? And, wh- and what other framework do we have? Could this have but worked? If this, if this was the first Spider-Man movie, I would still be pissed. Yeah. I'm no, going to say right. that right now. Yeah. I, would yeah, I would probably
0: say, well, it could have been a lot worse. No, if this but was this the first is Spider-Man th- movie, it would have felt like Daredevil. Th-
1: this That's the movie I go to. I go to Daredevil and I go to Ghost Rider. Movies that, on the surface, if you've only heard of the character, you might think they were okay. Or if you like the Todd McFarlane ones. Or if you like the Todd McFarlane ones. <laughs> uh, but, if, but if you've only heard of the character, if you only vaguely aware of the character, you might think they're okay. Yeah. If you've really focused on the superficial minutia of the character, the style the look, the superpowers—you might think they're okay, Todd McFarlane. You might think they're okay, you might think they're okay. Uh, if but you if you look at knew the, character and loved you know the, character, the character you the character, you can't realize that you realize that this could be a lot worse. But this is kind of an embarrassment to the character's good name. It, it it really really is, and I, you know I, again look, I could so many superhero movies that are worse than this. Uh, Elektra is worse than this. <laughs> yeah. Batman and Robin <laughs> Daredevil is worse. Itself. Daredevil yeah. I would say it's about on par with Daredevil. Yeah, which, how bad is that? Which is yeah, not good. That's not good. Um um the, all the Punishers, all the Punishers. Um I would say this and I would say this is four. about on par with the this Thomas Jane Punisher. Would
0: they say this is on yeah. par with a first time story? Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's around there. It's around that's there, not yeah. okay.
1: That's not okay. This is... Listen, I've said this before and it's kind of turned into a joke.
0: We live in a post-Avengers
1: world. Okay? We live in a world that's post-Marvel Studios more or less in, nailing in po- it no, 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 consistently. post Christopher
0: <laughs> Nolan's Batman.
1: post Christopher Nolan's Batman as well. And post-Sam Raimi's that's Spider-Man. That's the issue here. Sam, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man is the film. We had some good superhero movies before that. Well, we had the X-Men. We had the X-Men, which was also fucked some shit up and it paid the price and we are only fixing it with X-Men First Class. Uh... After Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, Blade was no longer good enough. Right. Remember when Blade came out? Everyone was like, holy shit, this I is re- a competent action. Blade
0: 2 came out.
1: Blade 2, good that fucking movie. good. But, but, again, what is it? It's a superficial action movie that just happened to have a superhero in it. Right. That's what this Spider-Man is. This is any generic action movie happens to have Spider-Man in it. And that's what breaks our heart the most. That's what breaks our heart the most because what Sam Raimi did... Was he injected the movie not just with his personality,
0: but with the right personality? He didn't make the any on, decisions that weren't Spider-Man.
1: He didn't make any Spider-Man. They made a lot of superficial decisions that were problematic. Green Goblin's costume, yeah,
0: yeah. it sucked. The rooftop M- conversation between him and it the, feels the like con- a Power t- Rangers. The
1: content, of, yeah, okay, yeah. but the
0: content of that conversation is
1: excellent. And the oh god, the idea. I'm sorry. The idea. The thing with the Green Goblin is he's kind of a generic bad guy. Right. The idea of not just giving him an opposing philosophy to Spider-Man's, but giving him Steve Ditko's philosophy yeah. is fucking insanely brilliant. It is truly brilliant. That movie is awkward in many respects, but all the ideas are there
0: and they're wonderful. And they're all true to the first 200 issues of that run. Right? Absolutely.
1: And some of the better runs afterwards. Right. You know, I grew up in the, in the Tom DeFalco era of Spider-Man and I reread some of them recently. They hold up pretty well, actually. They're good comics. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So just after Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, this sort of thing that just doesn't feel like it understands the character, doesn't feel like it's playing to the character's strengths, and doesn't feel like it's being made with any kind of verve. It feels like a generic studio product. I've seen this is you know I've, I've seen Jason Statham movies, and I love Jason Statham movies that have so much personality, and those aren't
0: let's be honest here, many of them cookie cutter action movies. One of them made by. Uh, what's it? What was it? Did you see The Mechanic? Oh yeah, The Mechanic yeah. was awful Yeah, but it, was, but it had more personality It than had this. more personality <laughs> than that. Or Safe, Safe is actually a really good movie Did Just you see Safe? Safe? I didn't.
1: Oh, it's excellent yeah. It's, it's it's every yeah, action movie you've ever that. seen, it is done better is than most the of them. Same one
0: where he's protecting the Asian girl? Yeah, i and want you, to see that. And now. you
1: think you've seen that movie a million times before yeah, and that's they why find that's a new way to I, and they I just find a new it. way to tell that that's story why I didn't and it's see just it. It Exactly. Great. I saw it because I was a critic. And you know what? I'm really glad I did because that is actually one of the best movies I've seen so far this year <laughs> well, you look, just
0: because they do something with personality. Well, let's get to the ending of this movie Absolutely. because because again, in the, it, it will, it will, well, you mentioned living in a post Avengers world. Yeah. And I did laugh during this scene as well. But yeah. in a post Avengers world, if you're going to do some franchise building, mm-hmm. and let, let's talk on two points. Let's talk on how this is a setup for a brand new phase of Spider Man. So <sighs> yeah, unfortunately, about, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. And that, that was one thing that's, that Scott said in the conversation. He goes, it did a good job. He goes, it did a good job of setting up what comes next in Spider Man. And I'm like, well, a movie. It did a good job of it can only get better.
1: Yeah, and that's that's not okay. That's not okay. That's not good enough. Good enough is not good enough for not just Spider-Man. That's the character we love. But let's be honest here: Sony's flagship franchise, every Spider-Man movie from the get-go, from opening weekend, I thought has thought Sony's been... flagship
0: uh, franchise was uh, Adam Sandler.
1: <laughs> Put
0: him in a spider suit. Again, but Spider-Man. People love Spider-Man. People
1: respect right. Spider-Man. Has crossover appeal, not just from geek to mainstream but from male to female right. from it, it it appeals there is an appeal to every demographic right. and it works and it's and not and that's not even in like some horribly you know contrived marketing way it's just the story is that right. good and they t- didn't
0: treat it right it's and like building it's, a house on a faulty foundation at this yeah. point yeah so so what so again in a post avengers world mm-hmm. in your franchise building these post-credit scenes just starting to feel, and this one feels more forced than any. But I mean... it, it doesn't give us anything. It doesn't give us anything. It's it doesn't a joke.
1: Give us yeah. Like, what, let's look at some of the post-credit. It, it tells scenes.
0: us. It tells us what we learned when yeah. when the when Kurt Connors was on a gurney. He's going to jail. So now you actually yeah. see him in jail. Yeah, and, and he's, he's talking cell to cell some man. guy.
1: <laughs> he's talking to some guy who looks like uh, like the neighborhood watch logo. He's all like he's got like that fedora and he's all in black. You know, the, 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 yeah. credit,
0: the the credits. It's Michael Massey. He's the actor, and in in the credits, yeah. it's. Man in Shadows
1: Man in Shadows Okay Probably Norman Osborn But who gives a fuck Because what does he say He says there's gonna be a sequel He doesn't hint at What that could be If you look at the good Post-credits teasers Or even the pre- or, or,
0: or, or the last scene In Batman Begins Or the last
1: scene In Batman Begins Is a perfect example here What do they do They give you
0: just enough To get excited Right. Okay. What here's is, uh, what, here's look, the signature. In, in, in Batman Begins, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Commissioner the, Gordon or it's There's, a, Gordon there's saying, this new guy. We have escalation here.
1: The, the crime is going to step up to meet the standard of to crime be some control. Weirdos. There's yeah. starting to be some weirdos. Yeah. Here's
0: this guy's autograph or and it's, signature. It's, and it's, it's, it's a, a Joker card. Bam. Excited. Iron
1: Man. Nick Fury shows up and cool. he says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Holy shit. Incredible Hulk. Now, that one wasn't as big a deal. That was just Tony Stark talking to General Ross. It was it's cool to have Iron
0: Man in a Hulk movie.
1: Exactly. Right. That's the one that confirmed... These are going to interconnect. Look at the end of uh, Iron Man 2, leads Thor's to Thor. Right. You look at the end of uh, Thor, leads to uh, uh, Captain Le- leads to Captain America. Look at the end of Captain America, leads to-, leads to the Avengers, and so on and so forth. The ending of Avengers is, this is- holy shit, I can't wait for the next five movies because this is going <laughs> right, to be right, awesome. Right, 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 That's what this, these things do. This, this is-, is,
0: okay, so there's going to be a sequel and there's going to be some guy th- th- This it. is as vague, stunted, and confused as the entire movie. You
1: need a clever line of dialogue. That's what the Avengers had. The Avengers had a
0: great line of dialogue, well, you, you, and in their
1: teaser, it was to to, to to start a war with Earth is to court death, and then Thanos smiles. And anybody
0: now, who's read the Infinity Gauntlet knows, knows how so fucking
1: cool good. that is. This, we don't get that. Listen, I know Spider-Man. All. I haven't read like the last year's worth of comics, but I'll feel I know. You in. But, but was there some sort of really clever reference to something that no, I missed? No, Nothing. It just no. says there's gonna be a guy. He goes. So does he know about us.
0: his father? Well, yeah, but during testing, we realized that wasn't a very good couple scenes, so we cut that stuff out. So the whole origin by his father tampering isn't in yeah. the movie anymore. Which is just so such uh, an this, embarrassing. This post credit scene doesn't really I really, really want work. to believe that doesn't exist. Uh, it does exist. I just want to believe and, it and doesn't. Now we're working with this, and, yeah. um, the post credit scene. You got to be direct. You got to be. You got to be. You got to be. You got to be direct. You got to tell people this is what the next movie is going to promise. Well, you have to be please, direct please, in an indirect buy, way. Right. Right. But please yeah. buy your ticket. Because, yeah. because, because Get excited just now Just have Norman Osborn Stated as Norman Osborn You don't have to show the yeah. actor You can always cast a bigger name later Oh yeah But just say Is that you Norman? And he steps in and says Something, something cool something. Whatever
1: It doesn't matter or he, what, says, he says yeah. Norman
0: you were telling me you were dying And he says Something. Yeah, not,
1: yeah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we're not the guys we're hired. Not the guy, here's the thing. And even if we were the guys hired to it, we wouldn't have to come up with it in 30 seconds. <laughs> That's the thing. I hate it when, when you say, like, okay, well, what would you have done? Right now, I'm, I'm like, charge. Listen, like, I
0: didn't I, have to write this in two
1: days. <laughs> yeah, like, like seriously. Like, like, you know, oh, well, do you have a Should better have idea? Me? No, because I didn't have six months to write it. If yeah. you told me you need to write a Spider-Man movie, okay, it, I'm not the greatest screenwriter in the world, <laughs> and if anything, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> uh, if you give me six months... I can get something that is at least more Spider-Man than this.
0: Yeah. That's that's the best I can yeah, possibly. you. you'll go back to the building blocks of what the, the character blocks. is in this movie. Didn't but I will say this. There, there
1: are some ideas in this movie that are not horrible. I actually always said that I thought the ideal character, the ideal villain for Spider-Man in his first movie, the most organic one was the lizard. Hmm. The lizard makes sense. The lizard can and tie into... Some of it into, feels good here. Some
0: it, of it feels right. Here.
1: Yeah, it's like the idea of tying... Because the origins are so similar. Yeah. You know, it's that you it they they dovetail very 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 easily. And I thought it and dovetailed like,
0: with the with the Oscorp stuff. Oh yeah, and, and from that's there, a, and from that's there, not awful. And, and from there, you can you can add a rhino, you can add a totally. vulture you can add any kind of animal things because they, all they, animal they, they things. established that the idea is that and it's I a, a Doctor
1: Moreau I, eugenics lab that gives you a lot of freedom to do frankly half of Spider Man's
0: extensive rose right, gallery. Right, it, it, half of it. I mean, they did easily. introduce vermin in this film. As <laughs> <pretty. laughs> <laughs> a little red. That's adorable. Um, I, I did like the, the one thing that I did like was at the end of the movie how active Gwen had to be, because you didn't get that from Mary Jane I did okay. like I did like that. Here's what I didn't like about that. Okay.
1: Because the idea of that was fine. Gwen, you have to go. Out, but she never caught like, the
0: little mini Vernon, vermin. Here's <laughs> No. Here's what bugs me. Forgot about that rat, actually. Yeah, it's um, I totally forgot about that. That's turned not, that in, that's, turned into vermin. That's really cute, actually.
1: <laughs> um, but there's a bit where it's like Gwen, you have to get out of there. The lizard is coming to the uh, to the to the Oscorp building. Yeah. He's going to get this device, which is in the same room as you. You have to get out of there, or break it. Yeah. Seriously, rip off some tubes, at least delay him. Listen, he's a Bust giant lizard man. He's a fascist lizard man all of a sudden. He's not going to have the presence of mind, nor the physical acuity to fix that sucker in time for Spider-Man to before Spider-Man can get there. Right. That huge, enormous plot hole, and I'm sorry, there's refrigerator logic, and then there's logic logic. That occurred to me the second... It's like, oh, she's going to break the device. No. Uh, she, she, no, she's will she's gonna she gonna break the device? She's going to have the, it, no, hide it in the closet. She's, she's
0: that's... In Berman's. She's right now.
1: smarter than that. She works in the lab. She understands that broken machines don't work. <laughs> she's a scientist. That's... N- I'm not a scientist, and I understand that broken machines don't work. <laughs> That's not that hard. Yeah.
0: Um, um, well... Uh, well. fucking l- l- movie. I mean, no, no. I I'm, mean, trying to th- I'm trying to think yeah, of no, no, anything. No, no, no. there's this horrible
1: I, scene I, with the, with a child. When he saves the child. When he saves C. Thomas Howell's child. Yeah. Uh, I where, thought all
0: the dock workers when they're moving the cranes oh, at the, the end. Dockers. I thought I, I thought they were they were going to be like, all right, Wolverines, let's load up. <laughs> like, like, like all those that would have been great, right? Have like a nickname. So
1: there's a scene at the end of the movie. Uh, we assume you've seen it again, if if you haven't. How did you listen to it this far? How did you listen to it this far? We've already (laughs) given away everything. Uh, But there's a scene at the end where Spider-Man has been shot in the leg, which, by the way, in the last ten minutes they completely forget about. (laughs) Uh, He's been shot in the leg and he's been hobbled and he needs to get across town to the Oscorp building. And this dock worker whose child he saved in this really ridiculous plea to sell Spider-Man masks... (laughs) <laughs> the kid's like the kid, I'm too scared well here put on my yes, mask it'll yes. make you feel strong yeah, and, and I'm and like it, and it won't melt I've seen those you. for sale outside and that's really it insulting. won't melt to your fucking face <laughs> and it won't melt
0: okay he, he did not make he, them out of shades keep in mind. that's a good point actually um, <laughs> these, but, weren't, these weren't Oscorp shades know, these yeah, were shades
1: but okay but here's the thing what yeah. they do is that it's kind of mirroring there, there are scenes in most Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 where the people of New York stand up for him Yeah. Um, and they're trying to mirror that uh, and in, First off, that doesn't work, because in this one, it's about personally repaying a favor, whereas in the other two movies, it was about, in principle, they validated his very existence. Right. Uh, they showed that the sacrifices he makes do have an impact on people that he doesn't even know. Right. That meant something. It was really corny in the first one in particular, but it meant something. It meant something right. to the character, and it meant something to the film. Here, it's, Spider-Man. here yeah. it's, luckily, the person he saves is a dock worker, and they're going to move all the cranes, so he has a clear web-swinging line. First off, who
0: gives a fuck... Yeah, what I thought was unbelievable about that is that cranes on top of buildings in New York fall off.
1: <laughs> That's an awful joke. That's true. it's a bit of tragedy. But
0: but 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 here's the thing: uh, who
1: cares where his web line is attaching? Right. They imply if that if they had established that this was a problem before. I might have bought it if he needed to. Like, there's a cute bit. There's a yeah. cute bit. They sell it badly, but there's a bit where it's like the first time you see him really in his Spider-Man costume. And he's standing on top of a building, and there's the New York skyline and, and the sunset behind finger. him. And then, and then, like, he's like, "Ah, I'm heroic. I'm Spider-Man." Ring, ring. Hello. Yeah, I can bring home eggs. That's yeah. a cute moment. They fuck it up by cutting to to like a, a jump cut. Yeah. So I don't know how you fuck yeah. that. That that ruins the irony of the joke. But whatever. If there had been a thing where. Uh, at some point, like he needed to go get eggs and he couldn 't because and he needed to like, oh, i can 't zip line over there because there are no buildings. So I need to take off my clothes, go, take a bus. It would have made it clear that, you know what, in a somewhat practical world, Spider-Man's web-swing ability is only really practical in, in,
0: right. in portions of but New in York. But this one, it's convenient for it not to be practical then.
1: It's convenient. Listen, that's the sort of thing where I'm willing... to You notice that yeah. in Spider-Man, in the same Raimi Spider-Man, he actually fuds the geography of New York on purpose. He actually digitally inserted buildings where they didn't exist yeah. just because this is this is a Spider-Man New York. This is a New York where there are buildings yeah. everywhere and
0: it's, it's but at fun. Least it felt like New York. It felt New York
1: and it felt fun. Uh, but here it's like, it, they don't make a big thing about it being a problem that he can't, you know, web sling anywhere because of geography. So in the end, when they do a thing where it's like, aha, they adjust the geography of New York so he can save the day. Or, uh, you don't give a fuck like the entire audience because you've not haven't established that that would be a problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's only really only a problem awkward. when you guys need it to be a problem. It's only a problem because yeah, you didn't... decided
1: suddenly that it should be a problem. Yeah. And again, you have to establish these things before you pay them off. Yeah, it just felt random. It felt really random and it felt really hokey. And also, it's like, okay, hey, we got all these friends who are all in all these blue-collar jobs. None of them are a helicopter pilot because that would have got him over there real fucking fast. <laughs> okay? Hey, I know this guy. He's a helicopter pilot. That's just as arbitrary. If C. Thomas Howell had been a helicopter pilot... Jumped in his helicopter, called down to Spider-Man. Spider-Man just shot a web, hung onto it, and was carried over to New York. That would have been the exact
0: same thing. So, William, in closing. Okay. How do you fix this? Like in a sequel? Uh, Well, assuming that they're going to make a second one. Uh, You
1: have to pretty much ignore this film. You have to do well. You have you've said it. You have to do the Incredible Hulk thing, where you take this
0: one as kind of a vague backstory. Well, this sh- I think this should have been a soft reboot. This could have fit yeah. after Spider-Man Two. Yeah, there's no particular reason. Um, this this could have been a soft reboot. And, it could have and, been and, a soft reboot. Did they hate well. Sam Raimi that much? Look, here's did they ignored <sighs> two, three immensely successful movies, mm-hmm. and at least
1: two really good ones. This should have been a um, soft
0: reboot. I should have been
1: soft. You know, here's here's what honestly all you had to do was you listen. You're recasting everyone. Fine, it's happened before. You get a new director.
0: Fine it's, Fine, it's happened
1: before uh, We don't he, At the end of the film uh, What does he have At the end of Spider-Man 3 Probably not a relationship With Mary Jane They're kind of vague about it They've clearly like Sort of accepted each other And, and, and decided Harry to be friends Harry Oswald's not in this movie anyway. Harry not in this movie Anyway So what did we have At the end of that We have Spider-Man Single Still young He's in college Or, or just out of college He's still, he's still in college mm-hmm. He's in college Still young Alright With What does he have He has a troubled relationship With Gwen Stacy
0: Yeah
1: that's what he's got. You were in basically the same place. Yeah. There's no particular reason why, so, you, couldn't have, why so, you couldn't have just so sort of pretended say, some of the stuff didn't happen so, and then just gone a slightly
0: different direction. So you're saying Scott Almaniano was wrong. This uh, is not a good sign. Well, I haven't read his review, thing. but yes. Well, I, I mean, I, I, the last 20 minutes of this movie, well, the fight with the lizard and the captain's... There's some stuff, good I, action I liked, sequences in here once it. in a while. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm definitely going to see the next movie. But, and you know what I want to say? You want to say that I like the way the web-slinging m- looked in this one. But they can not approach It the the movie was different, and it was... It the is, way they did this one. No, they can't. This was I like the web singing in this one better. I, uh, it was yeah, very it's, it's, cool. It was,
1: it was very, very cool. cool. It felt Natural. somewhat
0: more realistic yeah. but it still was kind of fantastical and there was a good sense of weight you, and you physics wanna, to it. You don't want to lose that. You don't lose I don't want
1: to lose but part. that's incidental.
0: And I'm watching this and I'm thinking Amazing Spider-Man 2 I'll watch but this can't happen again. This can't happen again and the
1: thing is um, the problem with the idea of this very arbitrary idea of wanting to put him back in high school and keep him there the ultimates approach uh, means that we can't jump ahead far enough in time to sort of put this in our rearview mirror. The yeah. next movie has to take place like the, within the next months or two. Maybe. So mm, if they continue on the path that they clearly want to take, right. the idea of keeping him young, keeping him in that situation where keeping he have the have
0: Twilight fans keep happy, keeping the Twilight fans happy, which they made this movie for,
1: clearly, I'm sorry, clearly, <sighs> um, yeah, then I don't see how. Who, They would need to do a massive change of direction, and the only reason they're going to do that is if this movie has either enormous critical backlash or doesn't make money. Now, it's going to make a shit ton of money opening weekend. The real issue is, how much is it going to drop off next
0: weekend? Or when Batman soars into the scene. See, that's the problem. Every Hollywood movie
1: has kind of gotten the fuck out of the way of Spider-Man and Batman. There
0: are very few big movies
1: opening this month. And they're mostly, like, comedies. Like, there's right. Ice Age and there's The Watch and, and stuff savages. like that. And Savages. But that, no, one's that <laughs> block, no, one's, said, no one's expecting that to be a blockbuster. I haven't seen it. No one's expecting that to be a blockbuster. Or Step Up Revolution. These are all counter-programming. These are counter-programming.
0: Right. There is nothing competing so, with it. So Spider-Man but, will eat its way through Comic-Con. And, I would say it probably and, will. And, and, and the studio will feel good about the decision they made. But at the end of the day, this is not a... a, a critically, we can't here's put something. A stamp on this Here's movie. something
1: we need, to, we, need, we need to realize. The true test of a franchise movie, a movie in a series of a franchise, isn't how well it does in theaters. It's how well the next one does. Yeah. The, the opening weekend of The Dark Knight had as much to do with how much people loved Batman Begins yeah. as it did with how much they anticipated The yeah. Dark Knight. Because yeah. Batman Begins... Didn't do that great in theaters. It made a lot of money. I know, I know but, but it was, it was nowhere storm. near he Dark Knight. What happened was people just was...
0: home video. It grew itself a huge audience. Exactly, and people grew to appreciate. it. Same thing with Austin Powers. Well, Opening
1: weekend, Austin Powers Two made more money than Austin Powers One made in its entire
0: run. Well, well Spider Man Three and and in and, and X Men Three. Yes, that's all goodwill from the from the second films. Yes. and those good and that goodwill was not good enough to get the fourth ones.
1: Absolutely. Well, look at well again. Look what happened with X Men
0: Three. X Men Three had one of the, need, they both needed to be kind of or revamped. I'm not on. counting no, Wolverine. No, no, I'm not even talking that about that. Wolverine didn't happen to me.
1: I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about when X Men Three came out. It had one of the biggest opening weekends of all time. Right. And I've heard some people argue, people who defended that movie, and they're very stupid. Are they still uh, alive? Unfortunately. You can't run around. Uh, with mouth like I, that. If the person's listening, and I highly doubt it, I apologize. You know who you are. Uh, but we disagree fundamentally that the opening weekend is not a, a, dis- a declaration of quality. It's, it's never, just based on how many people were tricked into seeing the movie, but, whether or not they enjoyed it after the fact. Right. Uh, you look at that movie, it had one of the biggest opening weekends of all time and also had one of the biggest drop offs of look, all time. Look at the next it weekend. was second to The Break Up yeah. the next weekend. A romantic comedy with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, yeah. two people who frankly aren't that big stars. If it has, 70% the, of, if, if it the the has a 70%
0: weekend. drop the next weekend, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't work. That tells you. That, that's, that's word the, of that's mouth. That's the Godzilla reboot, and that is the, God, the, the Hulk, Ang Lee's Hulk, 70% yes. drop-offs. Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, yeah. 70% drop-offs.
1: Yeah. Anticipation means nothing. What we'll matters is the, once we see it. So, But if it makes enough money, people are just going to think, well, they want yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a history I, I, of learning I, the wrong I, lessons, and I, I really hope they do not learn the wrong lessons with this movie because we were just getting out of this shit. We were just getting out of the era in which people misunderstood, frankly, geek subject matter, geek material to be adapted into mainstream cinema or, or other mediums as well. And people were starting to understand that if you treat it with respect, and not just treat it with respect, but understand the fundamental part of the characters that made it work in the first place, and you convey that in a new medium and adapt it properly, that's what people want to see. People want to see the things that made it great in the first place. And when you fuck with that, you come up with something that is not even the thing you adapted. You might as well have not bought the rights. This might as well not be a Spider-Man. I'm dead serious. It is the most generic. This could be the Italian 1970s knockoff of a Spider-Man movie. And I would, but here's the thing, that would have been fun. (laughs) Whoever made that movie would have had personalities, would have fun. Can you imagine like Enzo G. G Castellari's like Spider-Man? How fucking cool that would have been? It would have been nuts and it wouldn't have been Spider-Man, but it would have been fun. And this isn't even fun. That's the real tragedy here. It's It's not even that it's that awful. It's just not any fun and it's not any fun
0: because they fucked it up. So guys,
1: so basically, see Amazing Spider-Man. It's really good.
0: See, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see Amazing Spider-Man, and I'm gonna have to see it again because you know what? Mm. It's that unmemorable that I barely remember. <laughs> I barely remember what happened in the movie I, was, I saw earlier today. I, I it took so, me a couple
1: of days to get my thoughts together so on guys, it properly.
0: Well, I'm glad you were so, here to be able to share them. With I'm us. glad.
1: I'm glad I had another chance to talk about it on a podcast because I felt like as much as I want to promote my own podcast, the B Movies Podcast, subscribe <laughs> on iTunes. Fantastic. Uh, but as much as I want to, as I, I want to say that I did that podcast right after I'd seen the movie, and I was nowhere near as articulate about its problems as I should have been. Well, so, guys, thank you, Geekscape.
0: You can follow William Bibiani on Twitter at William Bibiani. That's correct. You can also read all of his readings, uh, writings, writings at Crave Online's <laughs> at Crave. film channel, and maybe some stuff that he's actually reading. Yeah, uh, and uh, and just, and check us out on the B Movies Podcast. Three words. On iTunes. The B movies podcast. That's right. So the B stands for Bibby and I. <laughs> so guys, I'm Jonathan Lennon. You can follow me at Jonathan Lennon. Of course, we got geekscape.net, which is our website. We hang our hats there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. And next week you can find us at Booth 3919 on the floor at San Diego Comic Con. We're gonna have people autographing all weekend and uh, we're gonna throw in a party and bibbles will be there and That's right. And it'll be Come uh, say it'll hello. It'll be a great time. All the information's up on the website. So if you want to see a positive review of Spider Man, Go people, fuck yourself. No, a couple, <laughs> a couple people wrote them up on the website. There, there are so. people
1: who like this movie. Some of them whose opinions I respect.
0: I think that they're Kurt slightly Busiek Said it was the best Superman movie, uh, superhero movie ever. And I said, well, that's why you read com- that's why you write comics and not movies. <sighs> I know, I know. Yeah, that, know, that, that, that know, shocks me because I respect know, him a lot. I know. He's
1: also the guy who decided the who came up with the brilliant idea to resurrect Jean Grey. That I know. Um, so there so... are people who like this movie, and honestly, maybe you're one of them. I would argue that maybe what you like about Spider-Man isn't really at the heart of the character.
0: And there you have it, folks. We'll see you guys on the next Keyscape.